1: <laughs> well, everybody, we're back. Like, uh, z Dog's back. All right, me and Tom Heinberg here. We were talking about the the Backstreet Boys because we uh, both not to be con- love the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. As we sh- as everyone should, they're not quite as good as the Blackstreet Boys, which is Blackstreet mixed with a boy band. Can, you can I tell you- Okay, can yeah. I tell you <laughs> oh
0: I I shouldn't even admit this, but the Backstreet Boys CD was one of those CDs for me when you're like seven or eight years old, where I listened to it in an, an embarrassing amount. I listened to that CD over and over and over and over again. That and Thriller, those were the only two CDs a young Tom Heineber had when he was seven. <laughs>
1: Okay, there's so many strange things here. Like, Thriller and the Backstreet Boys, and I want to say that you were seven. I was, like, 47 when the Backstreet Boys came out. (laughs) Maybe 57. Oh, great, the Gardner's here. This is perfect. Like, I'm in my garage recording this thing, and you hear, like, Jose's out there, like, going... You know, what? I can't hear it that bad on the headphones, so it's probably it's probably not even that bad, uh, dude.
0: You know what? <laughs> the world can deal. We have no topic for today, but we're gonna figure out in a minute after I tell you. Do you know how I realized that I'm a true? I'm just a bona fide grown ass man, just a real How's adult.
1: It? How's I, that, Tom Hinterberg?
0: Right? I bought new pots and pans yesterday, and I found myself. <laughs> Getting super excited over them. I was like, these are the good pots and pans. Uh, They're all clad. They have a copper liner. I was telling my wife about them. I was like, they're pretty good. The technology in these pans, you wouldn't believe it. (laughs) 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 I finally... I've reached that stage of life, Z, where, like, I understand why, you know, middle-aged women used to get excited about appliances on The Price is Right, like, when they would win one,
1: you know? Dude, what are you talking about middle-aged women? I get excited about appliances, like, and and I've been doing that since I was, like, 18. Like, I would watch The Price is Right, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's getting a GE (laughs) refrigerator-freezer combination? Oh, my gosh, that's... I wish I were him right now. I mean, complete with the Marine. Remember, there was always like some military personnel. It's almost like they would select for them. So right, right, right. Some, yeah. yeah. You know, and Bob Barker would be like, hey, Billy Bob, thank you for your service. And the next uh, 12 answers up on the, I know that was the, that was the family feud. <laughs> Never mind. Same so dude, difference.
0: Dude, what have you been up to? I saw you were hanging out with Marty McCary.
1: Yeah, you know, we had a little bromance yesterday. We went like a you know hour and a half or something, just talking smack about the healthcare system. He's he's a super connected motherfucker. Like he knows everybody. He's like, yeah, I'm meeting with Trump next week. We're talking about price transparency. And then I, you know, I ran into Obama on the golf course. I'm like, you know, with all your name dropping, okay? I'm hoping you're out in the world telling people like Trump. Like you know, the other day I was hanging out with this uh, Z Dog MD. You know, just you know, just chilling. Got his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds huge, Marty. That's huge.
0: How many people are out there hanging out with Obama and Trump? Probably not a lot.
1: Not many, dude. Yeah. But, uh, he's, That's he's rarefied a rare, air. Yeah. Exactly. Rare, rare. By the way, speaking, I've almost said he's a rare uniter. And then I remembered that someone had tweeted at me, some some like Andrew Yang fan had done a parody of Hamilton, and it was like... It was like, Andrew Yang, the great uniter. His name is Andrew Yang, the great uniter. And I'm like, and this is why Andrew Yang's going to lose, because his that's, fans are
0: dipshits. That's how, you, <laughs> that's how you lose somebody in an election. That's like the Howard Dean, the scream, you know? Exactly. When, when Howard right. Dean was
1: like, yeah! Remember that? Yeah! I'm actually rooting for Andrew Yang because I'm actually just one degree of separation from him. But, uh, but yeah, that was the that I was like, dude, you can't put that out there. You want this guy to win? Why are you putting out this? I'm stuff? not even. I'm not it's even talking. Okay. I'm not even talking about
0: politics anymore because it's just a foregone conclusion that Trump is going to win in 2020, right? If, if so he's, it's like,
1: yeah, assuming he's not impeached.
0: Why? Why do the the pageantry? Like Trump is going to win 100. percent? You know what? And you know, honestly, what
1: if, I, I started I mean, off hating Trump
0: and the more it goes on i'm like man if everything's going to burn to the ground like at least we have this hilarious motherfucker to watch while it does you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you're in in your uh you, what did you see the thing about venice being underwater oh yeah yeah you know what i thought of when i saw that i was like uh, yeah
0: you built your fucking city on the water what what do you what do you mean what what were you expecting to
1: happen you know what? At this point, this is where you do a racist Italian accent. You're like, oh, we it, built a it, this a city. It's a me, a Venice. I'm a sinking. Oh, no. It's a me, Vespucci. I built my city in the sinking under, under the sea level. You can still get away with doing racist Italian accents. You know? That's true. It's like the, it's the new, uh, yeah, it's, it's black as the new yellow or whatever. <laughs> Dude, what, what, else, what else have you been thinking about at the moment? Well, you know, I, I was really stoked that I got to have uh, Donald Hoffman on the show, man. And we did like this, you know, two hour, I, I was just like, I'm going to ask you all the questions that I'm interested in. And and it was so much fun. And we got to hang out afterwards. I was like, dude, this motherfucker is the real deal, dude. You know what's guys undiscovered. You know, what's funny is I was expecting the audience to have a
0: real pushback to that, you know, but surprisingly, a lot of people are like, you know what? I intuitively feel that this
1: is correct. Also like in the comments. I'm telling you, dude. Like, that, <laughs> you know, if you're a hardcore materialist, reductionist, it's, you know, it's hard to upend that worldview because you actually, and I used to be this way, you actually believe that, well, of course, atoms can somehow, you know, get complex enough that magically consciousness emerges. And then you start going, but how would that be? And isn't there a more elegant solution that's not? inducing magic in the middle of your theory. Uh, right. I don't know, dude. I don't it's know so, it's
0: so difficult to undo, uh, the indoctrination that you were raised with, uh, the dogma that's all around you. It's so hard to peel back those perceptual filters and truly think for yourself
1: on, on all manner of topics, you know? Well, it's like, it's like Hoffman said, where we undergo object permanence at like, you know, four months of age. Right. And we're from then on, in order to survive in this interface, we have to believe the interface is materialist and real and solid and a real thing. And, uh, any deviation from that belief could, you know, be the end of your life because you're not taking this interface seriously. Uh, and so it's very hard to unwind, uh, but it, d- it, you know, assuming it's true.
0: Yeah. but well, think think about it just with everything though, like how hard it is to peel back the dogma on, uh, you know, your what you learn during residency, and how like oh. that—that's that expression, medicine changes one funeral at a time, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and Marty McCary and I were talking exactly. Marty and my uh, Marty and I were talking yesterday on the show. He's like, you know, it's a, it, we're just a generation removed from when like surgeons would just like, you know, cut the renal vein which is considered a complication intentionally on every, you know, 10th patient just to practice their skills. at sewing it back up, you know? <laughs> oh and my God. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, shit is shit. We're just out of the primordial suit. Well, think and, about, do you know
0: where the phrase, uh, blowing smoke up, don't blow smoke up my ass. You know where that comes from? Cheech and Chong. Uh, doctors used to actually blow smoke up people's asses because <laughs> they thought that did
1: something. <laughs> like, you, and that was only 300
0: years ago when they were doing that.
1: You know, Tom Heineberg, don't you put that evil on me, Tom Heineberg. <laughs> <laughs> I've never blown intentionally blown smoke in anyone's ass. Maybe bovie or cautery smoke in the, in the OR. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like, uh, I really like Marty McCary. I think you know he was. He and I were brainstorming like, is there a way we can do like a regular segment where we yeah. co-host with like, it, because it would just be fun. Like you take the news and go, okay, all right you're a Hopkins like surgeon. I'm a former Stanford loser. Like what, what kind of damage can we do by being completely unfiltered? And the great thing about him is he does not give a fuck. Like he's like, I am here to, you know, upend the system. Which I is think great. Well, I think the lesson with both, uh, Marty McCary and yourself
0: is that like, you guys are rare. It's, it's very rare to have doctors who come from the ivory tower speak out and say, this, sh- this shit is fucked up. And, uh, everything that we're doing is wrong, you know?
1: Yeah, well, you have everything to lose, that's the problem, and nothing right. to gain, you know? Right. It's like, again, Upton Sinclair's whole thing, when it's hard to make a man believe new truths when his salary depends on him not believing them. So, uh, th- that's the biggest the biggest problem. And then I had a great call today, I'll have to tell you offline with, with who it was, but you, you know who it is, this group that wants to help support uh, really more specific, both political and legal and, uh, policy changes that we can promote and to help us do that through the show, which I think is going to be tremendous because we're all pretty aligned.
0: You don't have um, to be, you don't have to be cagey. We, I think we can come out and say that it's the Illuminati. Um, yeah,
1: you're right. Okay. I'll just say it. It's the Illuminati. And, uh, <laughs> first of all, they, <laughs> you know, but actually, you know, we're using Illuminati, what we really offline, we're going to say it's the Masons, um, because the Masons are kind of like a more ancient and old school version of the Illuminati. Like Illuminati right. feels, feels so like 2000 and late. Let me ask you, did you see
0: the uh, CDC report that 35,000 Americans die of antibiotic resistant infections every single year?
1: I didn't see that. Are you fucking kidding me? That sounds no, no. low actually. 35,000? 35, <laughs> 35, That's a shitload
0: of people. It's like 0.01% yeah. of people.
1: I, I wonder how, that's interesting, just reacting to this in real time, I wonder how they got that number and whether it includes people who die of bacterial infections that happen to have antibiotic resistance but are sensitive to other antibiotics but just are dying of sepsis or other things just incidentally. Because one thing people don't realize actually is that re, highly resistant uh, organisms are actually not very, they're not as virulent oftentimes as their, in other words, they're not as aggressive as their less resistant colleagues. So they spend so much sort of bacterial energy developing resistance that they become kind of pussy. They're too pussy for life, Tom. <laughs> 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 on the other, but but again, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. But that that is a high number, of course, and of course because we use antibiotics like dipshits. We have well, it's like yeah,
0: Logan, our uh, you know technical producer. Every time he has a cold, he's like, I'm going in for a Z pack, and he goes to the urgent care and some doctor who's checked out. Is like here's your Z pack, you know.
1: <laughs> like just you mean you mean any doctor
0: in Las Vegas? <laughs> right. Yeah, just push him through the assembly. Like, hey, look, that's an interesting question. Now that you're out of Las Vegas, we're always ranked really low. And like I know you still have ties here, so maybe you're gonna equivocate a little bit, but I would love to just hear your just raw,
1: unvarnished thoughts about what healthcare in Las Vegas is like. Sure. And I've said this even when I was there, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna preface this by saying. I love Las Vegas. It's one of my favorite places. If I could continue living there, I would. Like it's vastly superior to anywhere else I have ever lived, period. On balance, right? It is the worst healthcare in the industrialized world. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. is just, it is awful. And just stepping out back to the Bay Area and re with colleagues and people here and, and uh, I just realized, wow, wow, they have a long way to go in Vegas. Like I would not let my dog be treated by most people in Las Vegas. Now there's exceptions, right? Like I, I, I still round at UMC hospital. I think the, the, you know, the residency program there is great. I think there's a lot of a growth that's happening with the UNLV med school. Um, but out in the community, holy shit, dude, it is the wild west of awful. And, well, and, you and don't, you know, yeah, you don't have to say, I can say it. The UNLV
0: residents are dipshits. They're like, Uh, (laughs) there are people that should, there are people that should have been in the Caribbean and it just goes to show like how long, like it truly takes to build up
1: a network effect of great clinicians in an area. So, so I actually, I actually found them to be like any residency program. They were, they're varied, right? So there's some that you're just like, wow, wow. And then there's (laughs) other you're like, wow, this, this person is really sharp. And I, I find that true. You want to, so you want to hear, so here's a humbling fact. So you know i i won't say which program it is or how i know this but like the world what? Yeah, I mean, there's a world-class <laughs> radiology group where, you know, the residents just seem to be getting progressively worse and worse and worse and more entitled and less apt to do things like pass the boards. And uh, they will do things like physically threaten attendings and get away with it because the administration is too scared, you know, to lose their accreditation. But, it's okay. just,
0: it's let gotten m- really bad. Let me tell you something that's been pissing me off. I'm sick of uh, millennials, which is my cohort, getting blamed for these new Gen Z kids. These kids are insane. Like, I don't know if you've interacted with some people who are like 22 and below. They're nuts. There's something like actually wrong with them. In, in, In the way that it makes me scared to raise my daughter in a world where she's Internet native, you know?
1: Oh, my God, dude. How? How? how the times have changed that a millennial's like these kids <laughs> and uh but you know what i think i so said this is this is my experience with the gen z is like th- this is a creation entirely of our making like we've made the most neurotic depressed anxious suicidal you know digital native generation and and it's entirely our fault like we should never let them have that shit and and now they're crazy and uh it's true i don't even know how they're going to integrate into the workforce i well the work know, and, and the work workforce is bad is enough but what <laughs> there are there are
0: reports that the workforce is uh bending over backwards to accommodate gen z especially the ones who can code and stuff stuff of that nature yeah you know that yeah, google yeah, yeah. and you know uh, facebook and amazon they're like hey whatever you need man you want to bring your dog to work that's okay can you just keep making the computers run thank you <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it's true they're gonna have to it's just like we had to accommodate millennials and let them bring their dipshit dogs to work even though i hate dogs and i want them all to die like i (laughs) have you i don't know if you i
0: don't know if you've noticed but there's been like heavy intergenerational warfare happening uh between the millennials and the boomers okay boomer okay boom okay boomer is the new meme so it's like it's like, yeah, okay, boomer, and you know, I think there's a lot of truth in this meme on both sides that people don't like because okay, boomer is basically just be- what the fuck? My TV's talking to
1: me. Z. <laughs> oh my god, dude, and here's okay, and here people are like, well, no, the TV isn't spying on you. That 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 bitch is listening to oh you. Oh my god, dude. what the fuck? I gotta unplug this. Snowden thing. was right, people. <laughs> Snowden was right, and by the way, Epstein didn't kill himself.
0: Well, so I think I think millennials are pissed at boomers because they're like hey you guys told us we should all just go work for a pension and blah 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 and you know go the traditional route like you went and then none of you left your jobs so we all had to work entry-level bullshit getting you coffee and then you told us all that we needed these degrees that turned out to be worthless and so it's like yeah uh, okay now we're done listening okay boomer that's basically that's the meme and that
1: that's and uh, yeah, and it's an understandable meme. I'll say this though, from a medical education standpoint, um, this incoming like residency cohort uh, at these big academic institutions is one of the fucking lamest, sloppiest, laziest, most entitled bunch of pieces of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> and I mean, I hear these stories from like the really top program directors, and and they're just like, this is. I don't even know what to do. Like I've heard from, you know, chairs of medicine that are like, I won't even talk to medical students because they're just insufferable pieces of shit. And, um, <laughs> and look, this is, this is generational warfare. Cause to a degree, you know, it's just a bunch of old people going, well, in my day we went up. both Right. Hills, but, right. Yeah. So there's definitely a component. Well, of that, what I, I think is, what I
0: think is interesting is the fact that everybody's pointing at the boomers, uh, because generally it works the other way where everybody points at the younger generation. They're like, these pieces of shit, that, like what you just said, but it's interesting that everybody's pointing back and being like, "You guys fucked this up. You like it,
1: really fucked this up." You it's know? uh, it's pretty funny, man, because you know, like as a Gen Xer, like I'm the sandwiched, I'm I'm the cynical, like fucking meat in the middle of the shit sandwich of like millennials and boomers, and I'm just looking all around me, going, "God damn it!" Like I will never. <laughs> I will never be okay like I'm surrounded by shitheads on all sides including my own generation which is the biggest fucking the whiny cynical pieces of shit. Um, this is what
0: I was this is what I was going to say is that Gen X gets to just skate by while the boomers and the millennials like fight to the death basically. <laughs> That's true. That's kind
1: of true. We just sit we just sit on the sides vaping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like I
0: don't know, man.
1: Anyway, you know. Anyways, hey, have you tried this new minty uh, <laughs> minty rosemary fucking vape juice like we didn't Uh, have we didn't have myspace
0: until i was 32 i I didn't like it you know (laughs) that guy tom on there
1: was a little bitch man (laughs) (laughs) i was his friend though because fuck it i felt bad for him i mean he only had 200 million friends i was like fuck (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: don't you think it's just like it's emblematic of everything that's going on in society at the moment that People want to be really mad at the boomers, which which is just they're they you know they're a stand-in for the institutions, and you know to be fair to the boomers, they didn't create most of these institutions, they they ruined them, they made them worse, but yeah. they, they certainly didn't,
1: didn't make them better. Right? Yeah. They didn't they
0: didn't put the snowball, uh, they didn't start the snowball rolling down the hill. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'll say this: it's interesting because it it, it kind of relates all back to psychedelics. So the boomers are the beneficiaries of one of the most most woke experiences. Uh, you know, in, uh, in generations, which was the, the late sixties where people were like, wow, you can do a psychedelic drug or go to India and study with a guru, do all this shit and get woke. And then their egos reasserted themselves when they came back in the seventies. And by the eighties, they were just fucking mindless consumers, selfish pieces of shit. Yeah. And, uh, what was it they that they the,
0: the Chicago seven, eight, who is right. it with Abby Hoffman? Like and, you know, all right, those guys. Right. right, right, uh, right. right like some some crazy number of them went to wall street right and became the man and it was like like,
1: because what happened
0: because it was a power grab from the beginning like of course
1: it all makes sense you know you know i mean i believe in the in the words of the late great 50 cent um damn homie in high school you were the man homie what the fuck (laughs) happened to you you know what I'm saying? That's what I, I say to, okay, boomer.
0: <laughs> I always like that in Forrest Gump when uh, Abby Hoffman is the one. He's the one at the, you know, the Washington uh, Memorial, and oh yeah, his <laughs> Forrest Gump is like for some reason this man was wearing an American flag as a shirt, and uh, he liked to say the f word a lot, and when he did, people would scream.
1: <laughs> That's the worst Forrest Gump impression, by the way. It was terrible. Oh uh, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's too it. Th- <laughs> It's too refined. It's too refined, Tom. Hunter. You got to bring it down, but never go full R word. You know, and I can't even say the R word. My children refer to it as the R word. That's retarded. <laughs> it's pretty retarded,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how I feel about this. That like langu- language, language is just I like, yeah. I like to it's, language bait you. It's control because people want to control you, and and it's ineffectual <laughs> as well because it's mm. just like, mm. what does it really do for anybody? It does nothing to stop saying certain words you know yeah and then what what you hear from the left is they'll be like language matters it matters and you're like "Uh (laughs) does it does it though
1: (laughs) oh god that's a whole we've had so many discussions about that and i'm just like listen you fuck sticks i read <laughs> uh, read read jonathan heights coddling an american mind get woke stop treating our children like fragile little pieces of shit yep and uh we'll do a lot better and you know again tying it back into this whole me complaining about you know medical residents again a lot of them are amazing and they work very hard and they're burned out before they even get there because shit's ugly but um stop being a little bitch you're not entitled to anything you know you do have to put in the work you do you really do see i Uh, i just think of every bitch
0: i think of everything in terms of memes and i think the prevailing meme that i think about the most is have you ever heard the meme that's about intergenerational cycles and it's uh weak men create hard times hard times create weak or strong men strong men create good times Good times create weak men. Weak men, and and that's right, and that's the cycle that we find ourselves in. We're probably in the, you know, good times created weak men,
1: and now we're dealing with the fallout from what's been happening in our society. You're just uh, perpetuating the patriarchy with this men talk. You know, yeah, boys to men. Now it's boys to men spelled with a Y. That's right. We're going <laughs> to,
0: why, you're always trying to control my language, okay? <laughs> By the way, oh, dude, uh, oh, I got to tell you this about woke culture. Do you know that uh, Barnard, you know, is classic women's uh, liberal college. They <laughs> now have a new policy to deal with all this transgender stuff and yada yada. They just won't let in cis men. So if you were a man and you were born as a man and you feel like you're a man, you can't go to Barnard. Everybody else, if you were born as a man, you feel like you're a woman now. If you were born as a woman, you feel like you're a woman. If you were born as a woman and you feel like you're a man, you're all in. You
1: can all go. You know what? I got to say this. There's some sick logic there. (laughs) I mean, I'm just like, hey, yeah, okay. You you go girl with a Y? (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? So Stanford just made the news because, you know, the students, some of the students are protesting the appearance of Ben Shapiro. He's coming to speak on campus or something. And they're like, this is um, aggression against, you know, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual community. And I'm like, how is how are words aggression? Like, let right. him speak and then you can yell at him. Like, right. uh, this whole thing about deplatforming people is crazy. Look, I don't agree with a lot of the shit he's saying, but it's like, I, I would let him come speak and then argue. Like, I th- have an old-fashioned debate.
0: To me, I think racism uh, or sexism, I think it has to be based in action, you know? Like, I I don't, I'm I'm not going to condemn you for the thoughts that are in your head, because who knows what's in your head, right? fucked up. I know that. Right. And it's like, we all think terrible things all the time. Everybody, there's not a person alive who hasn't had a racist thought, you know? Yeah. It's a very natural human instinct. Like, somebody from a certain race does you wrong, and you'd be like, fuck Mexicans forever. You know? (laughs) Like, everybody does stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have to
0: to get over it, and you'd be like, yeah, obviously they make good
1: tacos, and... And, yeah. and and someone like Liam Neeson talks about it openly and he gets fucking vilified you know right. it's crazy uh, yeah, ah fuck you know what was relating to that we were talking about what's in people's heads i told you this story i think where i used to work i had to work an inpatient psychiatric facility langley porter at ucsf back in the 90s when i was a medical student that was my psychi- psychiatric rotation so it was the sickest of the sick like these patients were effectively like you know they had to be inpatient managed because they were just absolutely mentally ill. right? And, right. and um, I learned a lot and I learned that I, this guy with OCD he was very elderly, he's probably passed away. And so he had such bad OCD that he had these intrusive thoughts constantly. And so part of the therapy was he had to kind of openly talk about what the thoughts were. And so he was constantly telling me shit he was thinking about me. And uh, I'm a 25-year-old fucking med student in San Francisco. And this guy's like, right now, I'm thinking about jacking off on your face. Oh, my and God. And I was like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, at least somebody cares about me. You know, it's like, at least at least I'm getting some mental action somewhere. Cause you're, like, so you're like, I always knew I was sexy. Anyway, thanks for yeah. the val- thanks for the validation. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the validation, 75-year-old mentally ill man. <laughs> oh man if anybody understands
0: that it's me man because my mother is so severely mentally ill and i've heard her say Mm -hmm. the worst things to people all the time and i just have to stand there, like you know she called my like principal a cunt or like
1: just oh. really terrible stuff, and you just have. Was he a cunt, though? That's the question. I
0: mean, well, it was a she, which is it's always worse when you oh, call that makes a, it tough. a that woman makes a cunt. cunt. Yeah, exactly. That makes
1: it tough because now it's no longer funny. Like in a British sense, oh, you wanking cunt! <laughs> it's like it's now. Now it's like oh shit, he just called a woman the, the c word. That's yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't honestly. I can't even pull up memories to uh, describe these occurrences to you because my brain has deleted them because
1: they oh, were good. so painful and embarrassing. Oh my god. You oh know. my god, dude. How horrible. God. I mean, wow. My mom was just my mom, and she embarrassed me all the time, man. I, I can't say she's frankly mentally ill. I mean, she's just a crazy <laughs> Indian mom. I can't I mean, prove yeah. it, but I have suspicions. I, I have <laughs> suspicions, right? Yeah. I mean, no more mentally ill than I am. But uh that's this, pretty mentally ill. This is an interesting oh, I, co- conversation. Is like I've lately
0: been hearing a lot of people um talk about things like wraparound services and pouring money into mental health and I like. I think it's all well intentioned, but you know you can't fix mental health. You can fix like the general sadness that a bunch of these lame pussies have, where they're just like, "I'm a little anxious." You can fix that, I guess, with talk therapy or whatever. But you can't fix real mental illness. Mm. Yeah,
1: I, I, it's uh, we're not we don't. That's because we're going about it wrong.
0: Well, I can think. I can I tell you what I would like as somebody who is actually dealing with? A mentally ill family member is i you know especially now like okay it's been 30 years of mentally ill behavior by my mother right it's like patently obvious that i'm not trying to you know coerce her in any sort of manner she's been arrested you know 20 times over the years and and psychiatric stays and l2k's and all the stuff right Mm -hmm. i still have no recourse for dealing with her unless i take on a full conservatorship of her and the only way I could get a full conservatorship of her is if I were to let her go off her meds, which who knows what she could do. She still drives and everything. So, I mean, she could kill somebody. Anything could happen. So, first of all, that's never going to happen. Second of all, even if it did happen, I would have to let her go fully to rock bottom before I could get any sort of control over her. And then I have to legally assume all responsibility for her. So if she does anything else like that, it wrecks my life. I have basically Mm. no ability to help her and then people look at me in society like I'm supposed to be doing more. It's like I do the maximum and I keep her you know from taking tax dollars from everybody else and and yet Mm. no help. Zero. Nothing right. Yeah we don't deputize the families to help with this kind of stuff. Like I was just having a conversation before I got on with you. Somebody was you know where I'm like selling a a property and I look after my mother's finances and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, well, we're just trying to make sure that you're not, you know, this is no elder abuse here. You're not artificially impoverishing your mother. I was like, my mother is a multimillionaire on paper. Okay. So mm. you know what I mean? Like before you even come to me with this kind of bullshit, like you should know who you're talking to. It it just, mm. all this kind of stuff pisses me off.
1: Yeah. It's insane, dude. I, I know. Yeah. And then there's no magic. There's no magic fix. Uh, right. That, that's, you know, that's part of, uh, that's part of the problem.
0: Um, I definitely I think just on providing the, some more help for the families to do as they see fit would be, would be as close as you can get to a magic bullet because you know, the only reason my mother's not on the streets is because I look after her. If I didn't look right, after right. her, boom, immediate to streets. She'd be on the streets in yeah. three months mu- in three months. Yeah. 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 You know.
1: Yeah. And then there's some families who take advantage of that shit. Right. So if they're paid to do that, cause you know, it's a, totally uh messed up family to begin with right um yeah it's very hard we see it all the time i mean that's the thing it's it's it fills our emergency departments and uh it's just a freaking scene man Um, yeah it's it's so
0: it's so hard man and then you have the thing too where you're like how do you how do you you know know what's in somebody's head or if somebody's not just faking being mentally ill or trying to game the system you know
1: yeah yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's it's hard. You know what else is hard? Fucking making a pharmacy met emoji that people don't fucking <laughs> bitch about. <laughs> Are people giving you shit about that one? I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Uh, yeah, you know, I think there's a mixed, like there's a group that thinks it's hilarious and there's a group that's like, this has nothing to do with our pain. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, well, fine. I'll, I'll, you know what we should do, Tom? We should give them that octopus as well that we put out for supporters. Oh yeah. Just yeah, edit, yeah. Have, have Logan edit it and go, okay, here's version two, which do you like better? Now you'll see why we put out version one. But, um, yeah, I, I'm almost, I'm almost interested in, in, in doing that. Cause it's, it, it would be interesting. Well, it's, an
0: you know, it's very hard for you to like fully get inside the mind of a pharmacist because you're not a pharmacist. <laughs>
1: You've never been one. Right. You don't have any experience with it. So, it, it, you know, it's funny cause we've done, we did, uh, just a pharmacist and I think we, we, you, cause what I do is I ask them, I go, well, what are your pain points? And they'll, they'll hit me with them. And so we have that. It's more that I think it's hard to know when you go full, full out and you just make it funny and it's a bunch of jokes and you know, you're cursing like you do in real life. Uh, Half the audience gets super pissed and triggered and the other half is like, finally, we've been waiting for this. So you can't, you can't make everyone happy. <laughs> you just have to, you know, fucking, you know, fucking go for it. Well, that's why um, you have to
0: just have a wide spectrum of content, you know, where the content, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just like, hey, here's something for everybody. Maybe this video is not for you. Stop being a fucking whiner about it. Jesus Christ. Who are the people, who are the people that go on and com- and make comments and complain about everything? Who are the- I've never done that. Not once. If like, yeah, it's- If if a service or product or company like truly fucks me over deeply and hard and like bends me over and just... I just I don't even say a peep about it online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe no, I I, I yell at them on the phone,
1: but that's it. That's where it ends for me. Yeah, you know. I've, I've thought about, I've thought about this a little because you almost want to be happy because they're so engaged that they're willing to go with their real name and be like, "This is dumb for these reasons," and put themselves out there. Right. Like they're that like emotionally invested in the platform. So that, I think it's wonderful. I think it's narcissistic. Like I, oh, I mean. And then there's that. So, you know, I get private messages that are just off the rails, man. I'm, I'm just like, holy fucking shit. I told somebody the other day, because they were like, I thought your Donald Hoffman interview was bullshit. I couldn't understand any of it, and it had nothing to do with medicine. And I was like, okay, well, um, I think I said in the beginning of it that it had nothing to do with medicine and that it was going to be complicated and you should listen to the original if you're interested <laughs> and also go fuck yourself with a stick like this. I'm not here to fucking please the audience. I'm here to do what I think I want to do. And the audience can fuck themselves with a fucking broomstick. You know, this because, goes, this
0: goes yeah. into the, this, this is one of the things that's most problematic about our times is like, I, you know, the person who's listening to this pod right now, who's, you know, at the gym and they enjoy this and they're sort of on the same wavelength. They're awesome. That's you're an awesome person. Like, thank you for never doing anything, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> like never yeah. making shitty comments online. The problem is most people are that person. Most people just live their life. They, you know, if they enjoy a podcast, they listen to it. They don't engage with it much because, like, why yeah. are they taking up a bunch of time from their out of their life? No, they just like listen to it, go about their day, right? What what we're what we're experiencing is like all of the. <laughs> all the criminally insane, right. You know, 1% pe-
1: of people lunatic. who have yeah.
0: legitimate personality disorders are out there online being like, ah, <laughs> my name is Susan Q and you need to listen <laughs> to my opinion. And you're like, no, I don't.
1: No, I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell you, man, the way Facebook's going, too, I just want to abandon the platform entirely. I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? I hate this platform. Like, there's something about it. Like, because first of all, nothing that we ever post gets served. Yeah. But bullshit in these groups gets served, like, spammed to people. Yeah. So it's like I posted a dumb article that everyone's already seen. It's gonna end up in your feed like 30 minutes, right. right? Well, normal people, normal yeah.
0: people are going to Instagram. Like, I mean, you know, most yeah. most normal people go on Instagram. And they post pictures of their kids or whatever, and that's right. That's because you because you're not anyone. <laughs> it's like you're not writing a paragraph like people on Facebook write a fucking paragraph, and you're like, hey, hey, nobody fucking cares. Nobody wants to read your shitty paragraph that you wrote. Make it concise,
1: or shut the, f- or keep your fucking mouth shut. Okay. I uh, I could <laughs> not agree more, Tom Heinberg. As the recipient of multi multi paragraph messages sent to a stranger, sent to a stranger, right? Like, that's hey, stranger. Yeah. Hear that's me. That's
0: what's killing Facebook too. Is like not only are strangers doing it, but now you got to see your Uncle Jeff. And he's talking about he's like written a paragraph under some Obama video about how there's an Islamic conspiracy to take over this country. And you're like, I don't Jesus Christ, Uncle Jeff, can't we just talk about like the Broncos? That was always our thing. We would always talk about the Denver Broncos. Like, why now? We, Must I know your insane
1: thoughts? I don't want to. oh man remind me to keep an eye on my battery it's gone to zero bars on my recorder so oh shit you're you're for some reason we you're fucked yeah you know what i'll just uh, all of a sudden we'll end the podcast when i run out of juice (laughs) the podcast (laughs) podcast ends when z runs out of battery that's it that's it i guys i got a lot to say click it is done you know what? God has spoken, whoever he or she I, I is. I like
0: your ability to procrastinate because
1: you've been like low on battery for the last like three podcasts we've done. <laughs> exactly. I keep telling you, too. I'm like, Tom, I have one bar. What does that mean? Well, Z, you should change the battery. Okay, I'll do that. Tom, I have no bars. Right now it's empty. It's like shows a little battery with nothing but black inside it.
0: Millennials, <laughs> millennials become automatic tech support for everybody in their life. Uh, That's you true. Know, but I can barely
1: work my own phone. I'm just like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, I remember uh, trying to get Tom to like lo- sign into Dropbox to get files. He was like, No, wait a minute. This involves a keyboard. If I can't use my thumbs, fuck that." Oh I'm secretly, okay.
0: I'm secretly an old man, but also a millennial. You
1: know, <laughs> that's true. No, Tom is not even secretly an old man. He's openly an old man. So let me tell you about the property I'm selling. Z. So there's several ins and outs. A lot of what have yous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got I got on the phone today with the Wells Fargo mortgage broker because we're trying to buy a studio space, right, to, oh, to yeah, yeah. the show. Which, by the way, I think it's going to be a totally different show. I think we have to really rethink everything we're doing. Um, I agree. Platforms. Burn it all yeah.
0: down and build it back better.
1: We have the technology. Right. I'm with you, dude. Yeah. Like I think it's just got to be like – People just talking authentically without any bullshit, and and even that, and then just like hella hella shit that we want to do like met emojis, like crazy rants, like this is news shit. Yeah. This is hard too because this
0: is a generational thing as well. Like I, I've noticed that people that are older than thirty five have a really hard time being authentic uh, because oh, they, they think they're supposed to hide their real personality. It's like no man it'd be way more it'd be way funnier if you were just a human being and you said you know some stupid shit like we all do like i I don't monitor what i say on this podcast i never have
1: yeah you know i i'm i'm with you yeah and they always think they have something to lose right so Marty was on the show yesterday and he's talking shit about when he does speaking engagements how how the fucking people who hire us are often just behaving like dip like the marketing people are behaving like dipshits and asking for our slides 20 times and then trying to fuck with us And, and, and and i'm like oh this is really bad for business that we're talking about this but who gives gives a fuck the world needs to know how stupid people are
0: i and always he, act like nobody's it. i always act like nobody's listening i just act like it's just me and you like this is kind this of is, is this is yeah. exactly
1: is exactly how i talk to z when it's just us because that's true it's just this, us this know. is our conversation i think that's the appeal of this particular segment of the podcast is like you want to hear how how two people that are trying to do stuff in the world talk to each other as partners creative partners this is how we talk we brainstorm yep. like this like constantly. it's true although
0: there's I a mean, lot more profanity and oh, 100% some, sometimes we say things that are truly
1: terrible uh, when we're off yes. the mic you know and then we giggle and then we move on knowing that neither of us really meant it but we kind of meant it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't you like,
1: don't you feel like you need people
0: uh, like that in your life, though? Like, like I the other yep. day, like I was I was talking to and you know, and I was just like, well, you know, you know how people think you're famous, but like you're just a big piece of shit. But like people think you're famous, you know? Yeah, it Zub- exactly. was, was like, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I was like, well, OK, we can leverage that. Use it to our advantage, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. The the call I had today, I love people who just fucking put me in my place too. Like I had a call today with these guys I was telling you about, and they were like, "Well, so let's be honest, you're no Doctor Oz. Uh, you don't have that reach. You don't have that influence. You don't have that credibility." I'm like, "Holy shit!" You know what? I was about to like start raging and screaming, and then I was like, "Nah, this motherfucker's right." Yep, <laughs> could you're be like, more right. And also, thank you for the compliment. Yes, you know? thank you for the compliment. And they and I think that's how they intended it. But it's like funny is if if I if if I uh were not doing my life correctly. I would take offense. I would go da, 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 I'm gonna work with someone who values me as a it thing. It's like, no, I'm gonna work with someone who pushes me to be better, who's like, you know, you suck. You need to be better. I think you can be better. Well right? this, is we all, like, this is why we
0: all this is why we all hate snowflakes and like snowflake culture is because it's like yeah. man, do you, are, you, are you are you this unaware that you don't know how the rest of the world sees you, how the rest of the world views you you know, yeah. we're not gonna, we yeah. don't have to all act like you're special. You're, you suck. You're just a normal, you're just a normal loser out there in the yeah. world, you know.
1: But you have the potential not to suck. So why don't you go realize that potential? Like I think everybody has that potential somewhere. They're just, you know, that's a thing. That's why you, 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 you lessen the potential by saying, I'm already special. No, right. Go do something that makes you special. And if that involves shooting up a school, so be it. This is okay, where the, I, that <laughs> I didn't mean. I meant to think that, not to say. It. <laughs> this, this is where the the self love stuff
0: goes wrong. I, I I agree with like all the the new agey people who are like, you need to love yourself, and right, you know right. you need to set clear boundaries and all that kind of stuff. But when it veers into, I'm a special person. You need to acknowledge my specialness. Uh, okay, first of all, I have a list of demands. And number one, you acknowledge how special I am. No, 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 no. You didn't do
1: anything. <laughs> you haven't you haven't done anything. You know. Yeah, Nathan. Nathan. (laughs) Well, shit, I wasn't kidding. I ran out of batteries. (laughs) I put some more batteries in, but you know what? Hey, man, when your time's up, your time's up. Tom was about to go on some legendary rant. And y'all don't get it, so you have to tune in next time for Morning Rounds with Tom and Z. I hope you guys enjoy this. Please review us on iTunes if you want. Become a supporter. We're probably going to open that up on YouTube, too, so that people who've killed their Facebook account, rational actors as they are, uh, can follow us as well on YouTube. And we out. Peace. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.